Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. We'll be here every week to discuss everything and anything to do with the teddy bears with all the diplomacy of a drunken third world dictator. My name's David Edgar, I'll be your host. This week, with the Rangers summer sale beginning to resemble DFSs, we look at the squad and ask where we need to strengthen. Is Georgie Welcome worth signing just for his name alone? Will the first new signing receive a ticker tape parade up Paisley Road West from grateful fans who've forgotten what it was like? And after being linked with some of the biggest names in management, Celtic go for a man who looks like Tony Hart made him out of plastic. Should we be worried about the Lenin revolution? There's all that and more coming up on Heart and Hand. So it's it's a big day. It's yeah. a massive the day. inaugural the inaugural podcast. I should probably tell you about today's guests. The first one, proving there was a Dutch dick at Ibrox long before Advocate. It's the aesthetic wing of football hooliganism, Mr. Scott Vandenacker. Evening. Or morning. <laughs> or morning. Yeah, it's the thing about this new modern technology. I'm used to the wireless. Oh, that sounds quite modern, but isn't you, you, you mean the wind-up one. And he's been called the bastard offspring of Benito Mussolini and Bonnie Langford, a man who hides his sweet nature under a puppy-kicking personality. It's the editor of Follow Follow, Mr Mark Dingwall. All right, Tubby? Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, you're just playing a conventional straight-back with that one. Okay, so we've got quite a lot to talk about, which is ironic considering that uh, very little has happened, but I really want this to be a serious thing. I want to have a question time style and I want to have a question time level of debate on here. So to kick things off, Scott, this summer, pish or what? So far, utterly pish, mate. Well, I mean, the, the, the guys we've signed... Oh, the guys we've signed... Hey, well, <laughs> I've uh, immediately gone fictional. Well, we have got Georgie Welcome on trial. <laughs> What's he done to, to he's deserve flown that? In, he's flown in, maybe. I don't know, he's flown in. What I loved about that... Honduran? So that just means he's played for Wigan. Well, yeah. You know, every Honduras player in the world seems to have had a spell with them. Right, Mark, we nachos away. Heartbreaking, or was it time? I still think you're as well staying away with what you know, and you could score goals. That's what we need. You're actually saying the Tims hated him. <laughs> 
indeed they did. What, what I think you'll find with Nacho is where a lot of people, you think he was indispensable, you just think he was the guy that you could bring on as a sub and immediately there would be a goal. But times move on. You're also looking at somebody who's given a service like Nacho. So they say that he was in seven grand a month. Now, when you consider yeah. that with some of the half-wits we've had on uh, more than seven grand a week, um, I don't really grudge a guy a move. Well, do you remember the Jonas Tern thing? Uh, well, apparently he was retiring from football when he was in Serie A, and Rangers stopped that with 35 grand a week. Aye, and that was in 1997. 1997. And he was yeah. injured as well, I think, at the time. He, he, I think he, fa- he played for about a quarter of an hour, for over two <laughs> years for us. Well, if you remember the goal he scored against Celtic, and yes. uh, our old friend Dr Bob, uh, editor of the Rangers historian has this theory that Jonas Tern, if he'd remained fit, would have won his ten in a row. Oh, but that's pish, everybody. You know, yeah. oh, if only well, that. Thank you for that technical. <laughs> <line>. <laughs> but uh, if only the stars and the planets had aligned in the right way, and my missus had been up for it that night, and I hadn't gone out and drank that, and then the, the neighbour's dog hadn't wandered across my path, and I hit it. Jonas Tern was just a disastrous sign. This is great, by the way. This is meant to be an upbeat, positive look at the future, and we're ten minutes in, and we're already back to Jonas bloody Tern. Interesting thing, though, is you said there about the goal. Have you noticed that when a player does that, gets a goal against the against the beggars? Every Everything's forgotten. Whenever anybody says Bert Conterman, four and a half million, would the folk say though? Oh, some goal, by the way. <laughs> some goal, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, that's, that's all people do. The stats are played one, scored one, as far as most people Very are sweetly, couldn't remember how to celebrate it. Do you remember that? He, he just kind of turned around and went, sort of like, oh my goodness, in Dutch. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about that was it turned somebody who was a non entity, a figure of fun amongst uh, Timmy, into an absolute hate figure. You know, you're talking, you know, and uh, and Betty Boy does it and, and never looked back. Well, he did. He was still rubbish. Yeah, he, he was. Fairness. He's also his mum taught him how to play football, which I do think explains a lot. But you wouldn't, even if that was true, you wouldn't say it. No, you wouldn't tell the papers, my mum taught me how to play football and I look a bit like Sideshow Bob well, for the Simpsons. This is, a, this is a man who has got a shrine to his footballing ability in the clubhouse of FC Zvola. Now, I have been there and prayed. <laughs> and it didn't work. Light a candle. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not worked. Whatever you've prayed for. That, that's half our audience have just turned off at the. I've lit a candle on the grounds that that's a bit papish. Yes. Yeah, right. So good. we should talk. I mean, obviously, there's Smith. Thompson, Boyd, Beasley and Wilson. The big one was Chris Boyd and he's I've achieved everything I've, I could achieve. I mean, what was your, your thoughts when you saw that? I think he'd achieved everything he could possibly achieve except playing against Celtic or in the Champions League yeah. or scoring in any of those two competitions. I did, I did get a bit surprised when he said at uh, the start of last season I'm really looking forward to the Champions League and I thought, so have I. I bought the three-match package yeah, as well, Chris. Come on, to be honest, you brought your kit and he brought your kit and you were just as close to being honest he was. I think this this season's my season. I think oh, Walter's going to turn around and go, Davey. Right, that that ticker tape thing down. And I, I've wrapped a drink and you know I'm down to about ten fags a day, so I, I still think life will be quicker than boy day, but in all seriousness it was a sore one, Mark. I think he could still in the domestic competitions, which is frankly where it's going to matter in the next couple of years in terms of both winning the league and then subsequently what you're doing in Europe because of the way it's tightening up there is that whatever else people would say about him, he just scored and scored and scored. And at the end of the season, that's what matters. It's okay so you can get rid of him because he's not done it against Celtic, he's not done it against Europe. Times against right. Europe? <laughs> is, that, is that the whole continent or the 80s hair metal band? <laughs> Final countdown. Moving on swiftly. That draw was a bugger, wasn't it? Ranges of drone. All of them. All of them. What? And imagine trying to get a flight. What Boyd did was score week in, week out. Mm. What are you going to spend to get somebody who will do 
what he did. Apparently about six grand a week, <laughs> or less. <laughs> or less, if, if at all possible. So the, the players that have been linked, um, that, that brings us fairly nicely to them. Why don't, why don't we go back again to the ones that have left, because I think what you found is... Because it's my podcast. And it's depressing. Just, and it's depressing. Just interject? Let's have a look at them. Each one of those individually, you could make a case for staying or going. None of them I would... Say Class of first, a regular first teamer. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that any of them really had an absolutely convincing. Um, I think Thompson and Boyd could probably put up a decent argument. Beasley, Beasley, no. Does he had his own jewellery range? No. What? Marcus Beasley had his own jewellery range. You're winding me up. No, he did. He, he designed com- rings and stuff. There's competitions about it. Never. There's competitions about it. There's a certain fantasy where. There's a certain fa- no right. I'm putting a, I'm putting a stop to that one right now. Uh, there's a certain fantasy. Well, that's a, that's a bit you know. Uh, see, it's bad enough that you've got footballers called things like Jermaine. They should be called Alfie and Tommy and things like that. Didn't help Tommy Huddleston. Well, the point I would make about uh, all these guys is that they would be decent players, decent squad players, if you had a strong squad. The problem we're getting to now is that the the way you're depleting the squad. The way that, for instance, this year Walter has got straight into the Champions League, but he has not had new players with him in pre-season to mm. work on. And we're going to be going, uh, by the time the various targets are signed, we're going to be going into another European season with a lot of new faces who haven't played together and haven't trained together. Mm, fair enough. Scott, I mean, here's a chance for you to explain away your Kevin Thompson hatred. It was never hatred. Oh, uh, was it because of your gay Morris Adu love? Possibly. I just think Mo's the complete all-round player. Possibly at the moment up there with Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, it's, it's well, actually getting scary, your Morris Adu fixation. He's close. He's, he's got everything that takes to get yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, lighting a jobby and inside a bag and sticking outside Tomo's house because he was keeping him out of the team did seem a tad excessive. Well, admittedly I did. Right, players linked. Um, mm. David Goodwillie. I don't know, as good a player as he is, I don't know if I can bring myself to sign a guy whose name is like Johnny Fartpants. Yeah. Um, Craig Conway, who... Oh, no. Right, why? I, you know why, don't you? You're not going to say what I think you're going to uh, say. No, I'm not. prejudiced against the alliteration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something about him. He's not right, is he? Does See, this is like... the thing. No, no, this is the thing. You're going to say it's because he's a... Uh, is it because he's a Tim and will the fans accept him? What I like about Craig Conway is he looks like an archetypal Tim. I, I prefer yeah. that. I, what I don't like is... We know it, we are. What I like the classic Owen Arps Deacon Tim yeah. look. What I don't like are these kind of modern ones that have, you know, they've got the same haircuts and everything. That's a joke for anybody listening it's out like there. V, isn't it? V, the 80s thing. Ah, it's been redone though. Has it? The one with the bird that you wanted to quite like. Shit. I quite like Sherlock, the new one. It's totally unrelated to V, though. V, they look like humans, and they moved amongst us, looking and talking just like us. Well, we may be getting slightly yes, off topic. Getting, just, just, just a tad. Craig, a Craig Conway. I want a player called Basil Rath. <laughs> and you confuse the word player and lover again. Craig Conway, he's got a good left foot. He's not worth a million and a half. I think the SPL's poor value. That's what I would say. Walter's been contradicting himself, Mark, interview to interview. And some people are saying... A little bit Camulo and Mfula. I've got the, those two names on my on my script here, but I didn't want to say them. How do you pronounce them? Kumalo and Mfela. Yes. I, I'm, I am wasted laying bricks. I should, I should, yes. I, while we're on that, BBC, the World Cup, apparently did get their arses kicked for the infamous Alan Shearer before a game going, well, we don't know much about these teams, and Alan Hansen going, and nor should we. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the question does Here come up. monsters. Yes, yes it's like, you know, who are this, this Argentina you speak? Yeah. No, but why do we pay these guys to go, you know, three quarters around the world to say, I don't actually know anything did about you that. See Mark, did you see Alan Shearer go to the townships? Honestly, I was crying real tears. The thing that I loved was when when they visited Robben Island and they said uh, this was the site of one of the most horrific 
prison regimes in the world. But here's a half-hour documentary about the football league that they're in. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not sure about you, but, but, I've, but I've never heard much about the Belson Domino League. <laughs> no. Oh. I did say getting three mics was a, was a mistake. Can I gratuitously go back to uh, David Goodwillie, not, not taking my cue from Scott and, and, and the sort of somewhat toilet humour. I, I often try and go back to Goodwillie if, hey! if I can find it, but, you. but don't you... Uh, <laughs> Don't you find the thing that's in Scotland, what I, I would call it, is the Kevin Harper effect, is that every season there's a, a new wonder kid is yeah. discovered mm-hmm. at Hearts or Hibs or Aberdeen, and they look like world beaters for a season. Mm-hmm. But obviously, because you play them four times a year, mm-hmm. the second season, it's just uh, how to play yeah. them, and then you end up in, you know... Whoops. Yeah, it's been a long time since one of these kids came through that actually did go on a decent career. The only young Scottish players that have, that have gone on to do anything are Gordon. You could say McFadden's had a decent career down Maybe there. Stephen Fletcher looks like he might have. Right, Walter has been contradicting himself in interviews. One day he's saying that uh, he doesn't have any money, the next he's got some money, the day after that he's saying that nothing's imminent, then he's working really hard on it. And some people are, some Rangers fans... Possibly clutching at straws or saying it's part of some master plan that he does have an idea that he, what he wants to do. Is it that or is it just a case of Walter having airtime to fill and getting to stage his career where he can amuse himself with the press? I think he is quite contemptuous of the press, quite rightly. I also think, I don't know if he knows how much he's really got to play with because he keeps saying it's money, but that's wages and transfer fees. Then he's also signing on fees. And I, don't, I think it, how far is it going to stretch? I mean, how much can you get out of the pot? What I will say is that yesterday he said he's hoping to get two players in. It was three or four a couple of weeks ago, and up to five at the start of the summer. I think at this rate we're going to be signing minus three yeah. players by August. Well, the, the, I was going through the team the other day, and I did start to struggle when I came to wide positions. I still think we've got a decent defence, I still think we've got a decent spine, but when you start to get to the wide positions, you're looking at guys having to fill in again, and then kids. Now, I'm quite happy for the kids to come into the side, but when you try to bring through five or six kids, unless you've got Manchester United and that exceptional youth team, then you're going to struggle a little bit. Coming to Rangers, you've got to win, and you've got to win right away. Right. And if you stick in a kid uh, before his time's right or he doesn't have the ability, then he's going to get slaughtered. I think Walter has actually been over the piece fairly consistent because last year that was when Walter was saying, if you think it's bad this season, what's it going to be like next season? Because the problem with the debt, the problem with the accumulated problems that we've got, isn't going to go away. So, I mean, Walter's already warned us that um, looking ahead in terms of the number of players that were out of contract this summer was always going to be tough and that the club would get rid of players, get rid of some of the the wage bill and then probably attempt to buy as late into the the, the signing season as they could simply to save ten or £20,000 per player per per week. So I I don't think anybody should be shocked. I mean, obviously there's a bit of hysteria because of the... uh, the way that Celtic have been signing what there's no tomorrow. But what I would say about Walter is, from my point of view, I would love Walter. He's at that stage of his career now, I think, when he's handling the media, that he doesn't need to try and curry favour with them. And I would love him when he's asked a question he doesn't like. Rather than give him one of these answers that, that doesn't really go anywhere, I'd like him just to say, fuck off, you can kiss my big British balls and just walk away. It would be an unusual approach. It would be, but it would be great. It would be great, yes. I, w- I would be down with that. If you're on Sky, the short looked. <laughs> to be fair, if he had just walked out and sort of dropped a button, it would be on the Sky review. <laughs> Walter, let that yellow ticker, Walter Smith drops button. The Australian tour. I'm being a bit strange trying to watch games on uh, the internet. Is it legal to watch these games on the internet? Am I breaking any laws when I'm doing that? 
we're uh, trying to fight the good fight on behalf of the British broadcasting industry. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think you can basically watch anything you want in the internet these days. Well, I've heard that. Um, <laughs> and there's certainly some sites that well, yeah. would bail that theory out. I, I meant without the intervention of the FBI or the I'm definitely steering so us away from that. that. Let's go back to Australia there. Let's just say that some friends of ours watched the games and told us about them. Told us about yeah, it instantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, I found certainly the the game against who was the Aussie two against Sydney. Sydney uh, was more exciting watching the updates and follow follow than it was watching the game. It was dreadful, but we beat Blackburn. Blackburn when the Tims beat when the Tims beat an English team, they basically count that as three points in their unofficial Blackburn. Premiership Blackburn. Championship team. Blackburn and uh, Blackburn are Blackburn. Blackburn. <laughs> That's an order. Yeah. I think Robbie's away to get me something. He's number eleven. Um, the Blackburn are a team to get the pulse racing, aren't they? See, when you're saying that, I wondered when I was watching Celtic the other night and I saw Mialbe and Thompson there doing writing stuff down. I thought they were definitely yeah. a Chinese order. Like, yeah. I'll get number eleven. You get a forty-two. And we'll both get a fried rice. What was it? Only Jack- get two fried rice. What was it? Darren Jackson said about the food. Remember, we went to China to play for a while, and he said the Chinese food's not like as good as it back in Scotland. <laughs> he was expecting chicken fried rice every night when he got there. Is it worth going all the way to Australia for a few quid on a pre-season tour? Because it is a what, 24-hour flight, mm-hmm. uh, it's jet lag, all the rest of it. Is it worth doing it? But because you've got television involved and the money involved, it means it is worth doing it, otherwise they wouldn't be there. Secondly... From a plane point of view, though? From, from a... I plane. think that's secondary these days. Is it worth uh, going all the way to Australia to play one of these matches? Yes, because you're up against people from... Uh, Reasonably uh, decent leagues most of the time, so yeah, I've been tested. And uh, but going all the way Australia, play Blackburn. Is it just me? That th- I mean, <laughs> what this is doing to our carbon footprint? Footprint. <laughs> That's not a reflection no. on people's ecological beliefs, by the way. No. I'm certainly not. So that's us upset. Tim's gays, eco warriors. This isn't bad for the first twenty minutes. Blackburn eaters. Blackburn eaters. Chinese people. To be honest, it's a tough stretch to imagine going to see Blackburn Rovers playing in Blackburn. (laughs) Never mind the studio. Certainly for the fans. Yeah, certainly. Blackburn fans. Yeah. Um, I I just I don't know. It it leaves me cold. And I think you see the if you look at Celtic in the week that they've got a Champions League qualifier between the two matches, they play two matches in London, and you you just think, well, hold on a minute here. This is this is getting out of hand. I I assume what you have to assume is that a we got paid more than it cost us to go. I'd hope so. (laughs) No, I wouldn't bank on it. (laughs) And secondly, you have to hope that the facilities were top class. I assume that the training was exactly what the club wanted and they had Mm. all the pitches they needed. The pitch looked pretty ropey. It looked terrible. The pitches and matches. There's two types of pre-season. One is the glamour and uh, and the money that you would get from television, etc. And then secondly is what you do technically with the players. And if you remember when Advocat was here, there was a couple of superb pre-seasons. I was certainly on one basing myself in, in Amsterdam for 10 days. <laughs> did you see any football? Uh, well, we, we, did, we did manage to cram in a few art galleries, etc. <laughs> yes. Is that what they're calling <laughs> them this way? Yeah. But, but, that, but over there, you had uh, use of the, the KNVB's uh, training facility, and then you were playing uh, a couple of uh, you know, local teams, stretched them, got them moving. But the numbers <laughs> too many Amsterdam <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've lost it. Proper technical and physical preparation for the season. I, I understand that. It's just for me, it's a travel issue. But I suppose the argument being is, if that is going to do them in, then the poor devils, you know, we've got a long season ahead of us. But when you've got a squad of about nine, um, and then going to Australia on top of it, it just it seems a couple of them did climb up to the top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, so maybe that was the exercise. But they do it. Yeah, they posed with the trophy on top of it. 
Nate Smith and uh, Whitaker, I think, were at the top points about the trophy, weren't they? Uh, well, I'd have been quite impressed. I, I, I was kind of hoping Big Davey done it, but he just probably took one look at it and went, nah. He built, he built the Sydney. I'm 40, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. There's a tinge of jealousy in here. No, I wouldn't like Australia. I think it's a bloody horrible country. Yeah. Um, but well, I, I base this entirely on 80s neighbours. Most things can kill you apart from koala bears. I just, that accent, you know, the, the, the question, intonation. Kylie. Ky- I've never really she seen loves, She loves Never really. I, I was always more a Danny man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she so on and so forth. Yeah. For, so, David, can I ask you one thing, though? You like, can. I know it's your podcast. Yes. Pre-season tournaments. Don't forget it. Tournaments, right? Yes. Should they really be tournaments with trophies and hooplas and all that kind of... Like the Arsenal one? <sighs> The Emirates Trophy, right? Yeah. Arsene Wenger hasn't won a trophy apparently for five years. Is that true, though? No, he's won the Emirates Trophy the last two years. He's, he's become the first manager to retain <laughs> the Emirates Trophy. Yeah. They were dicking about on the telly at the <sighs> end of the game. Jumping up and down with these exploding sort of... And, and Sky kept going, oh, you know, this is very important because the matches have all been... Dro-. No, you can have a tournament that started 15 minutes ago, yeah. you know, and that, that you're claiming it's important. Yeah. We should probably talk then about Bears travelling because I know you were down at the Emirates last, last season and I know it's a really parochial thing and it shouldn't matter and we're above all this, but did you notice we had far more at that than the Tims did? I did. Yeah. First thing I noticed, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's important. We probably had a better goal difference over the two games. No, we didn't. No, we, we won one, they didn't. So we did. So we did better in the end. See, actually, we've done better at everything apart from their 67 European Cup fluke. Did they win which, that? Well, I, which I don't count. Against Milan and our <laughs> reserves. And our reserves. And I don't count it because one of the goals was offside. I've heard because I wouldn't watch it. Right. Um, but Bears but have. was a deflection, incidentally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bears have travelled to Australia for this, which I think is a height of mentalness. Yeah. But my favourite Bears travelling story, I know you'll have your own, uh, and I hope yours are broadcastable, Mark, um, was when I was sitting watching Rangers into Milan, the Champions League, five years ago, 2005. Yeah, yeah we remember through. And. Um, I got a text from a wee guy, Simon Leslie, from the Blue Order, who some of you out there may know, uh, and he was there, despite the fact that the game was played behind closed doors. And the way that him and his mates got in is they turned up in suits and just walked in behind the players, and the Italians thought they were officials. And they got us in trouble in a game behind closed doors because they were singing the sash, and they reported yeah. it on Radio Scotland. <laughs> See, known Si, if you know Simon, no one looks less Italian. Who do you think he worked for? I don't I mean, want to well, give. Well, I th- can I just say? I think the thing that would give him away if he'd been Scottish was him and his mate Barry Glitter uh, <laughs> both went in wearing St. Rock's Bowling Club uh, <laughs> and Lodge ties. <laughs> And immediately, Chow, mate. and immediately the Italians <laughs> took them for part of the Rangers official party. <laughs> See, but I wouldn't. I, I think you've got to admire guys who do that. Because I, I admire the balls. I, 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 well, that's enough. I don't want to give too much away, which yeah. will be in my book, which is coming out. And uh, I, I, I lean forward. I do that more. Ready in promotional mode. <laughs> yeah. But the, the book is coming out, and it is just a devastating account of Scottish football and everything in it. But one of the stories in it is about Simon. When I went to Manchester uh, for the final, I met Si at the night you were running the full of following um, thing in the, the nightclub. And my opening line was, hi Sai, how are you doing? And he went, no so well, I shaved my balls last night and they're really itchy. <laughs> now, what do you say to a guy whose opening remarks are, I've shaved my balls? Pre-match nerves, I don't know. <laughs> well, they certainly were more nervous after he shaved <laughs> yeah. his balls. He said to me, I couldn't sit still during the game, what any fucking wonder? Seems a strange way to prepare for the biggest game of your life, isn't it? Well, I've got my ticket, flag, shave my testicles, ready to go. But the best thing about it is, is Simon's a very kind of direct guy, but he went into uh, a boots down there because he thought, these are too itchy. Is that where he got shaved? <laughs> well, he and he went into the girl behind the counter who was mank, couldn't understand his accent. So he went, excuse me, hen, uh, I need some cream for my butt, so I've shaved them and they're dead itchy. And she went, what? And he went... 
My balls are incredibly itchy. I need some cream. And still didn't get any. Well, so you just had to suffer the whole game. The, the blue tsunami is the cold. I bet they never expected that. No, they surely didn't. I think, I think for away games, we should give a, a special mention to uh, some of the folks who made it over to Vladikav Kaz for the... What did we win over there? 7-2. 7-2. 7-2. And... Uh, Bob McElroy was there, Gary Lynch was there, a few other folk were there, and said that when they arrived the, in, the, on the Aeroflot flight, for which they had uh, to pay an extra 200 quid on the ground in Moscow, <laughs> <laughs> on the grounds that they needed a part for the engine. <laughs> so, so, so they'd whip around before they headed down to, to, to Vladikavkaz, yeah. and when they, they arrived there, they could see these massive... Uh, Russian military helicopters coming in. The doors open, and there's all these poor buggers and stretchers. These were the, the Red Army casualties from the first assault in Grozny. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're, so they're going, oh dear. And then later that night, they actually had the, uh, the, the militia turned up in the team hotel to arrest some of the, uh, the, ranger, sorry, the press pack. The, the oh, I wish. Because they'd, oh. They'd, they'd broken into the, the lounge bar and stolen some of the local vodka. Imagine being in Russia. I mean, vodka in Russia, I've been to Russia, it's like three quid for a petrol tank full of vodka. They use it to clean windows because it's cheaper than window lean. And only our press pack would go, no, you're not getting three quid off me for that. Right? Why on earth did the Russians let them go? Can you, can you imagine the bother that we'd have been spared? Oh, God, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? That would be, well, we're coming to that yeah. actually now. Um, you may have noticed that uh, in the papers this week, James Trainer and Robert Greve decided that they would mention and in fact devote quite a lot of the their coverage of the match to the songs of shame from uh, the Rangers supporter yet again. But funny enough, when um, the Thames were playing at Lincoln last week and we had the full uh, IRA karaoke, didn't hear anything about that in the papers. I mean, are we, are we still getting this double standard now? I thought it actually died. I mean, there's no mileage in it, obviously. No, it doesn't um, sell papers for a kickoff. So and it's, uh, it's a completely distorted view, but the strange thing is James Trainer's quite well connected with the club. Right. So it does seem a strange move at this time for him to to mention that. I, I'm not sure why he would do it, what he thinks about I just it. wonder sometimes if they revert to type, and if it's been a dull game, which it was, and they need to fill column inches, then out comes this crap. Nobody cares, nobody interested, but it, it quickly gets a few... They get to feel justified because they all can pretend they're fighting the sectarian scourge and then... But again, it's a hypocrisy with the Thames. Well, I think they can they imagine that they're taking the, the lofty moral high ground, but the difference is that unlike taking on the Thames, every away game that you see live in the box where you get the whole... IRA repertoire belted out and there's never a peep in the papers um, I think the reason why they go for us is because they know our club won't defend our fans no. and that, you know, so it's almost like these days anything sectarian, you know, saying the true blue true blue, oh, blue man, that's got loyalist connotations therefore it's sectarian you know, it's, uh, it's a feeding I always thought it was to do with the Madonna 1986 classic <laughs> You know, it's not that. Yes, well, your, your taste have always been naughty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, listen, uh, that is a fine, fine pop album, right? And uh, a man cannot live on Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers it's alone. It's also what they find. You know, you, you need a bit, you need to li- lighten the load or, or leave in the load. I was more of a Rebets man, to be honest. <laughs> they only had one hit, didn't they? Well, actually, I say I'm a Rebets man, I actually... 
think that the best all-time single was uh, the Sash. <laughs> Who brought that? It was the on, Styles on forty-five. The Rubens. Can you imagine that? that was a follow-up. Can you imagine that jukebox jury? Yeah, 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 <laughs> right yeah. It's, it's the, the, the govern the govern pride. Of it's, a, it's a hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> David Jacobs shitting himself. It's a hit or back to Sailor and the the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when did we get on Sailor? Yeah. Right. We do we do love a Sailor. <laughs> if you remember a uh, glass of champagne, well the B side was actually <laughs> an absolute <laughs> classic called "Don't Meet Love in Panama Without a Camera." <laughs> 32 years of age and it's come to this that yeah. I'm discussing Sailor B-sides on a Sunday night uh, at start of the season This um, is called the hard yards my dear <laughs> this is it, you know, I, uh, I will get my reward in heaven so um, moving on then was you know we've got Newcastle coming up at the start next week uh, or the, the, the start of the season yeah. that's a sort of glamour game for us I mean there's still a big name Newcastle but it's not it's not what it was 10 years ago was it the club are probably seeing it as a team that will take fans I don't know why. I mean, we we defill our stadium. I don't know. They're taking up three and a half thousand, and I suppose the club are. We I mean, can get a glamorous foreign team, right? Yeah. Who maybe wouldn't bring any fans. Getting them to bring their own stand full of fans probably makes economic sense. I just don't know if our fans would be that bothered about seeing Andy Carroll, Peter Lovencrantz, and the other one. The thing Andy Carroll for England made me laugh last season until I realised that they did actually pick Emil Heskey. <laughs> yes. You know, and uh, the one that made me laugh was when Emil Heskey announced his retirement from international <laughs> football. And on that grounds, then so did my niece, <laughs> yes. right? yeah. because she had as much chance yeah. of featuring in future squads. Emil was just getting in there first, wasn't he? He was just he was he was he was beating Keres to it. Yeah. Um, right, it's time to get to the crux, the important issues. The new strip, do you like it or not? No. Why? There's two main reasons. The tenants. It's because uh, it's a skinny logo is already <laughs> an athlete, mate. The tenants' logo is hideous. It's just stuck on. It's just awful. And secondly, it's not one of these retro look kits that's actually full of microfiber porous things under the sleeve. It is just basically a cotton trader's top. But we were better in those days. Yeah, but we don't Footballers are bloody pampered with a breathable kit. See, back in the old days, we used to wrap them in bin liners and send them out. Colour bin liners. Most players only lasted one game because they get instant brain damage from hitting the ball. But it's why they could drink. Because they sweated it all out. They would just wrap themselves up in a bin liner, get outside, you know, charge at Brian Robson, Norman Whiteside, Paul McGrath. Not so much Paul no, McGrath. No. But other players, right? You know, and now. One of these famous guys played for Blackpool. Who's a really famous? It wasn't Stanley Matthews. It might have been Matthews. He lived with his mum above a shop, his family shop. He'd walk home after the games to the shop. The kids would gather outside and then get half an hour before his mum would tell him to disperse them because we're going to close the shop. And he'd say to the kids, no more autographs running along now. Well, thank God you said autographs because the kids would get half an hour before <laughs> his mum would come well, down. I don't know. <laughs> We've just libelled one of England's football <laughs> old-time greats. Let's hope he's safely dead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, he moved to what? Thailand, I think. Why is it always shit lagger we're sponsored by? It was Tenants and Carling. It's never Peroni or something nice, is it? That is another thing. Why do we always need to be twinned with the Tins? The sponsors. I mean, I think the last one not to do that was your man... Yeah, but then uh, he didn't really have the option. Rangers had said we're we're out of dodge on this yeah, one. Also, People's Ford for a while. A year. A year. A year. Was that not, was that a year when they won any trophies? No, uh, and and their logo was bright orange, which must have went down like the proverbial uh, number two yeah. in the swimming pool. Fantastic. With the Celtic support about that it's, one. It's not. We, we don't really have. <coughs> it's hard to get good lager though. Although Kamarnik was sponsored by uh, Budweiser Budvar. Oh, they? They were. Yes, fantastic strip. When? 
three or four years ago. Did you just make that up? No, Google it. Have you gone mental? I've gone You've mental. gone rogue. I've gone rogue, yeah. You've gone rogue. Oh, maybe I wish they had. The no, they were. Bud first Bud first podcast, you've gone rogue half an hour in. No, they were sponsored by Budvan. It's fantastic. They were also sponsored by Seriously Strong. So it sounds to me like they're having just like, a really good party over <laughs> the years, come on it. Yeah, Charger, <laughs> Lahamdi, <Lahamdi-Lagan, yeah. laughs> No, but if they're sponsored this season by like Twiglets, <laughs> then sure, that's, yeah. that's what they're going yeah. for. Could be like, come on up the Epicurean's Choice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank God these days Wikipedia is just a touch of a button away to find out what that means. Yeah. I, I found out a guy I know the other day yeah. is gay and I genuinely didn't know and my reason for it was that he liked football and that is the worst type of reverse homophobia surely that's actually probably worth a podcast in its own day, I'm embarrassed it? for me yeah. you know my, my mother didn't bring me up to be like that we could sell one to Guardian <laughs> no exactly I mean I get a Guardian you know, I, I, you, I, you need a cabbie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the Alan Partridge thing, isn't it? I can't be a racist, I like Indian food. I have the music of Whitney Houston in the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? um, okay, moving on then, we have to talk about uh, the Thames. And if you're going to talk about Celtic, then you've got to start with Radio Clyde. Um, it's farewell to Peter Martin Maguire. Yay! Oh, sorry, goodbye. The, the helicopter has changing direction. Now, I. I the thing about Peter Martin is, is he does go down in, in legend as, as one of the great uh, Rangers name lines. Changers. Well, as a great name changer. What I, I liked is he said he had to change his name because he felt he wouldn't get on with a name like Maguire at Radio Clyde. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, come I'm surprised on. he's not owning it. I know. F- f- from from Carfin. Hmm. Yeah. Right. The, we have to talk about. Um, Neil Lennon and how he, he does seem to be the man for friendlies because that's two competitive games with the Tims, two defeats and the rest of the kickabouts he absolutely zoomed through. Did the beggars go for cheap choice? They probably did. Look, can I just say one thing? It's easy for us to sit here and laugh at Celtic. And no, that's it. Oh, right, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's, it's very easy <laughs> They're an easy target, but so was Bambi's mum and it never stopped to hunters. Exactly. Is Neil Lennon the palatable choice? I wouldn't say Neil Lennon would ever be a palatable choice for anything. He, he, he ticked a lot of the boxes for them to say to their fans if it all goes tits up, that's what you wanted. There's an arch Tim in charge. Yes, we got what you wanted and he's rubbish as well. I don't think it's part of any master plan. I think the master plan was probably the guy who they wanted who wasn't mobile. Who was One of the first ten choices before Tony Mowbray. Ooh, harsh but fair. Harsh but fair. Coyle was probably the best bet. One, a guy at my work, Celtic fan, said that it was odds on they'd get Davy Moyes. And I stopped laughing last Tuesday. And you're not allowed yeah. to kidnap people. No. So Davy Moyes is going to give up everything he's built at Everton to go and work mm. at Celtic. Well, he's quite boring as well, isn't he, Davy Moyes? Davy, is he? I like Everton, but honestly, would you watch them? I think Davy Moyes is... You know how the, the definition of the word stoner is a dour Presbyterian <laughs> erection? Yes. I think that's what Davy yeah. Moyes get. I think he would say, wife, <laughs> right? And she would, she would be told to brace herself and, yeah. uh, because he would, he would be impregnating her. I think, think Davy Wheels get that as well. It's a good kind of... It's a sort of safety-first approach to everything. Absolutely. I think you, you but he wouldn't park in a blue badge space. Davy Moyes. You reckon? He wouldn't. He's a straight up guy. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't park. Davy Moyes wouldn't park. No. Davey he's old enough. He's old enough. But so he wouldn't what, do it. There wasn't cars around him, so Davy was born there. Just <laughs> horses and cars. He could get any car he wanted as long as he it was in black. Exactly. Yeah, Model T. Mark, um, I'm going to talk to about Braga. Now, we're going to rip the urine slightly, but before we do that, I think that there is a serious point to be made about the coefficient and then him said a terrible result. Now, watching the Celtic result the other day, and I thought, I'll put away the kind of parochial element, and I must admit, when the third goal went in, I didn't really know whether to laugh or laugh really loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm uncharitable. How did you feel about it? The moral high ground insists that Celtic must lose. Yes. All this stuff about it's good for the coefficient goes out the window. Who cares? They lose. Brilliant. The quicker they're out of Europe, the better. Otherwise, we're going to have uninterrupted hype every time 
they go into any game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hibbies, as usual, have sold the pass by getting royally humped and mm-hmm. going to be out. Um, in terms of the coefficient, Rangers getting into the Champions League will probably be simply by being there will keep the Scottish um, coefficient mm-hmm. uh, um, competitive. Realistically, and I, I don't want to be down. I love the Champions League. I love you know the music, the fanfare, the trips, the the, the, the fan zones, all that sort of thing. But our performances last season, when at the time of, of broadcast, we have a, we had a stronger squad than we have now. They weren't exceptional, were they? But my European perspective has always been, as the pots start to kind of work themselves out the coefficients, you can look at it and you can say, right, on a footballing basis, do you want the most competitive and the most glamorous? So you could have, you know, Real Madrid, you can have Arsenal, you can have Inter Milan. You can choose it that way, mm. or you can say, where's the strippers? Where's the good-looking buds that you? Not, not Vlad the Kafkas. Buricini was unlikely yeah. to. So, and then there's obviously who are the duds in part one? Us. And who are the other duds? Us, yeah. Us, <laughs> now, yeah. We're the team everybody wants. Us. Yeah. Now, la- last yeah. year obviously worked a treat because we get Unirea Urzichen. Nobody heard of them. Uh, they don't have their own stadium. They play in some village pitch. To mm-hmm. play in the league, they actually moved to Bucharest. Mm-hmm. Their pre-season, I saw their pre-season in Scotland. They played Morton. They went to Morton, right? Yes. That is their pre-season. That is a, for them was a glamour friendly. But brilliantly, the, the bus has, the bus broke down in Port Glasgow, and apparently had to walk to Capolo. And a few months later, they were sharing a pitch with the famous mighty. Glasgow Rangers. Yeah, and then destroyed it. Yeah. Thing about that game is we scored a real scabby goal from Pedro Mendes, and everybody sat back with that. Right, I've never heard of this team. Ergo, they must be pish and were a goal no, up. The Fulgate presses. The Fulgate did open, David. Yeah, four one. <laughs> we got humped to them. Yeah, yeah. you think we've yeah. learnt over the years? You know, but have been humped by various Czechs and God knows who. Yeah, you know, that we've uh, we've blundered into Europe without doing the. They're Without doing the requisite, but is there any excuse for that these days? Because you know, these days I know more about our Champions League opponents within about seven seconds of the draw because you know the internet. Because mm-hmm. it, we should also mention a chap on Mark's website here, um, one nutter who one time uh, thought himself one of these bedroom experts and genuinely went to the trouble of compiling a dossier about Manchester United's failings, which he sent to Frank Reichardt and then took credit when Barcelona knocked Man United out. And I have not heard of Jose Mourinho from Paul yeah, who, who is this? <laughs> who is this Mourinho character? Can I say one thing about um, Urza Chennai, though? A, ESPN don't have the remaining league, so we had an excuse. Shockingly. And secondly, their manager had the same name as a top-rated BBC One show. 1996 called it once his joke back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's only... How long have you had that, had that one did for? I didn't know you were going to bring up... You had that done from Tuesday? I did. That's just a shocking, shocking indictment of airspace, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, that was pet rescue for anybody that was old enough to remember it. Uh, so that's <laughs> that tumbleweed did you bring in? I, I didn't didn't yeah. you need it? I arrived yeah. in a taxi so, for that one. Uh, what do we want? I mean, I think Mark's hitting a point, though. Is the trouble for us in the Champions League now is no matter how you, you look at it, do you want Real Madrid or yes. do you want your Unirea? I said to you at the start of the, the draw last season, I said I thought it was a shit draw because it wasn't glamorous and I could see us getting pumped anyway. Yeah, see, that's the problem. I was going to say, there isn't a team we can probably beat. So the, the reality is that the only draw we can look for is Real Madrid and Arsenal. Yeah. Because you might as well put bums in Get the good trips, yeah. the great, you know, the, and, and do it. But at least then you've got a bit of hope. Plus, if you go in as a total underdog, I broke those nights. We thought we had a chance in those matches. Can we just sober up a wee bit? I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at pot one, the, the worst-rated teams are Seville and AC Milan. You know, that's the, the, the those are the weakest teams. Well, so, so, so we're, go, we're going to get humped. Is that we first? The rest of it's a lottery. Well, I mean, if you look, uh, no, the, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to waste anybody. See, no matter who we draw in the Champions League, 
base ourselves in Amsterdam. Let's <laughs> work for Mark. <laughs> my friend went to Amsterdam once. He sent me a postcard, right? And it just said, "Dear Scott." That was it. I thought it's the worst postcard ever until I found out it wasn't actually written by hand. Oh no! Did he? Did he pay for anything else? I thought. I don't. He asked him. I don't know. He's married. It, sounds as though she eats biros for a warm-up man. I wouldn't want to be going down Spit, that road. Uh, spitting ping-pong balls and stuff like that. I don't know. It's probably better than our away games. We should base ourselves in Amsterdam. Yeah. Maybe that's something we should do at half-time. You know how they bring on that guy, Mr. Wu, and he like plays keep it up yeah. with some balls. Bring on like Miss Wu from Amsterdam <laughs> and she could like, yeah. see if she could score for like, the penalties. Rangers, see, get your half-season season tickets. <laughs> half-time live sex shows and ping-pong balls out of fannies. <laughs> <laughs> we should be a bit of fannies on the part. Well, yeah, that's true. Be the first time that happened. So, are we going to win the league, Scott? Yes. Oh, for f- Mark. Hope springs eternal. It's, it all comes down to the four games against you know who, and uh, yeah, Aberdeen will be a big game this season. <laughs> yeah. And as we know, that's an absolute lottery. You can see what Lennon's up to. He's signing players in his mould, i.e., dirty bastards that will kick anything that moves, intimidate the referees. It's an old old story, and it's up to us to to get mm-hmm. in a few uh, a few players that can counter that. I think the problem is uh, when, you, when you look at it the thing that's depressed me about this this is I, I genuinely do think that we win the league and I think that, that while it'll be great as a reflection on Scottish football that Celtic Rangers can downsize continually downsize and none of the clubs supposedly trying to get closer are going to get any closer you know to the United everybody lauded last season they were miles away from, yeah. from doing anything significant Talking of what I just want to ask you what do you think of this Peel? The rest of them is any hope of a challenge from... No, I mean, you know, basically every season in the SPL, I hope for the following things. My friend Chris O'Marnock fans, I hope they stay up and do reasonably well. I hope Aberdeen go down and yeah. the, the, the whole town is basically cut off from the rest of Scotland and floated off into the North Sea. Yeah. Those are my two ambitions. I hope the Celtic... Well, when I was winning the league, I thought we'd go with the same. But basically, those are my two ambitions at the start of the season. Yeah. We should talk about Aberdeen um, because it's funny. Yeah. Right? I, I love the fact that they chased away Jimmy Calderwood. They were going to get a man manager to take them to a new level and in all fairness to Mark McGee he did <laughs> I think about four places lower than yeah, they were of mediocrity he actually did. I've met Mark McGee a few times at like um, functions you know how media he's got a big sort of get, face head thing he's got an enormous head yeah. I mean he's got a genuine like sun blocking head but the most impressive thing is he's got one eyebrow and you can tell he shaves right to try and create oh, two yeah. but it's so rampant that it grows even as you're speaking to him did you know by the way folks Mark McGee is a Celtic yeah. fan no Honestly, I'm a Celtic fan. You're, you're at the wind-up. I'm sure he mentioned it once, honestly. I think he might be. Matt, have you heard any of this? Mm. I think he quite wanted the Celtic job last summer. But again, he, he didn't really mention it much. About for yeah. it. Going on to the, uh, the other teams, I mean, I think the, the problem that you've seen in the last couple of years is that some of these, uh, some of the clubs, their fans are deserting in droves and they ain't coming back. You yep. know, you look, at, you look at Kelly, you look at Motherwell, it's almost well they came out the other side of the recession with any fans left you also saw last season in particular there was a lot of the big games where the Tims have obviously given up as a yeah. support so the, the whole the whole structure of Scottish football is really starting to creak I think Hibs have opened that new stand they're up to 21,000 capacity mm. part of the plan is to sort of regenerate and regrow a new support base but I agree it's going to be very difficult Scottish football is too expensive I know they don't like yeah. hearing it but it's too expensive yeah I mean it's, it's a tough <coughs> one to get people to go with so much wrong, structurally wrong. Well, Robbie and I, uh, Robbie, our sound chap, who, should, who deserves a credit, thanks Robbie for getting everything set up, um, 
we went down to Kilmarnock a couple of times last season it was 22 quid to get in and you think yeah. this, you know, just for a kickabout vote yeah. for us as a kickabout I'm sure, that, I'm yeah. sure sorry Kilmarnock fans sorry, a kickabout when, when this is the most important game in the club's entire yeah, history true, yeah. because getting relegated meant the end of the club Liquidation, with, yeah. with what a 14 million pound debt yeah and if they'd done that I'd given them 22 bloody quid to, to a parachute payment if you will and the, into the lower division, but, but no, I, bet you, I actually think it was my presence that inspired the team. I bet you still. I think char- saw me. I bet you'd still charge them for a copy of a book, though, wouldn't you? I've charged everybody for a copy of a book. You don't have to like it; you just have to buy it. Okay, Do you know how many free copies I get of it? How many? Six. And then I need to buy them. That's true. So if I'm buying them, you're buying them. Okay, can I get a signed one? No. I should point out that we've got an email address set up if you want to get in touch with us. And why wouldn't you? It's, it's, it's such an entertaining show. Um, it's ibroxrocks at gmail.com. Uh, it'll be changing in a few weeks, hopefully, but at the moment it's ibroxrocks, I B R O X R O C K S. I realised there that I just started off on that spelling without any clue if I was doing it correctly. <laughs> I could have come a cropper on that whole section there. So, a Ted McMinn run? Um, we want your funny things um, we, we don't really want to hear Because then we can use them on the show Yeah, because then we can use them Terry Wogan made a career out of that exactly. 25 years, that old bastard Just sat there and read out letters From some yeah. dozy old yeah. hag in Surrey I'm having that one We should be doing that yeah, exactly. Then I can get rid of yous And then it's basically, you know it's just, This is it This is what people want The way I see my I'm sort of like the talent See, if we were a band I'm sort of like the, the Robert Plant And the Jimmy Page And you're sort of like The Two. roadie Two things, first of all and I don't like Led Zeppelin. You don't like Led Zeppelin? I don't like Led Zeppelin. Like hardly pilot. No, they're not pilot. You no. know, of all the music mentioned on here today, I think the Mark has, has summed himself. Although it was also the most modern example of 1972. No, no. It's um, stuck in the past, though. No, our theme tune is Blood Red by the Vigo Thieves. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> How good was that? That was so well dropped in there. It was yeah. dropped in. I don't even get yeah. a cut of it. Um, but that, that, this section's a little bit boring. Is that on so. David Edgar Records Limited? No. So, <laughs> one day. Um, so we're going to finish up then with uh, Newcastle game on Saturday, into the season proper. Do we expect to see any players arrived before Saturday, Skosh? Okay, I would say we will. I think we'll probably sign one of the two strikers we've been linked with. One of them is Jelovic, one of them is Georgie Welcome. And in a way, Georgie Welcome just conjures up so many headlines. Probably better from that point of view. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Georgie Welcome purely because I would like, you know, a welcome on the back Matt of my Matt rolled out for a welcome, etc. Although I do think... You missed your calling. Yeah. I still have got a friend who says that punning is a recognised illness. And I think you might be a sufferer. I think you'd be rubbish as well, though. I also think we might get a left-sided player, but... I don't know who that might be because Michael Tong's back in Sheffield United squad and playing for them, so I think that might have gone a bit cool. Can't claim to be overly excited, but I don't think he's back yeah. in Sheffield United squad. He left them five years well, ago, isn't he? It's Stoke. That's <laughs> true. It's <laughs> in their hearts. <laughs> I gave you two weeks notice about this. <laughs> right, start again. Michael Tong is back in someone's squad, scoring <laughs> regularly for them, and it could be anybody for all I know. I don't know. I think this is better. Let's just do fantasy okay. signings, right? None of this were, were linked yeah. to him fairly. Ronaldinho. Right. Ronaldinho, <laughs> circa 2001. He's coming. It's coming. Um, I, I'm turning to Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Cully here. We'll get, <laughs> I want Rivaldo, Kaka, and David Beckham, and that guy saying for Celtic, Suarez. 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 He's got pupied. I know it's got nothing to do with anything, but his hair is entirely made up of a normal person's pubis. Oh, I'd just start drawing that in. Right. Marco, um, Newcastle Saturday, looking forward to it. Marvellous, absolutely marvellous. <laughs> Takes me back to the days when Andy Cole came up. Remember those days when we had good pre-season friendlies yeah. yes. Newcastle when they were in their pomp? Didn't we get beat then? Players. It was a bit like us, wasn't it? We could afford good players <laughs> yes. in those days. And remember the other, with Marseille? 
No, I don't remember that. Yes, Aberdeen Pelly got a standing ovation when he went off. I think oh, you've got to admire a guy who call, who call himself Pelly, who's got to be a footballer. It's like a guy getting in the ring for his first fight and going, just yeah. call me Muhammad and Ali. his son played for Ghana in the World Cup. Yes, oh, right. he did. He, he's, he's, one thing I should ask you, David, though, do you remember, we're talking about Arsenal when we were taking the piss out of them earlier for the Emirates, which they did go overboard with. Do you remember we tried to rig that by having our own trophy cast? We had two and lost both. We had Sampdoria, um, and then... They won it, and before that, it was International Porto Alegre. No, they're not even a team. That was, that was Pollock Juniors that somebody yeah. gave, that gave a sunbed and told them to pretend they were for Brazil. That's what that yeah. was. If you want to come back and hear us talking pish again next week, we'd be awfully grateful to have you. Sure, thanks, thanks very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.